You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 391st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Matt, the little guy already wearing white in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, little guy. It is Memorial Day weekend. It is the close, the closing of the Giro, mm -hmm. uh, a celebration we have every year here on the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah, big party. Um, and And it's yet another week. Without Tim on the pod, he is um, still in Italy, as far as I know, uh, yeah. possibly detained. Um, we haven't heard from him uh, in quite some time. Um, a little bit alarming. Mm -hmm. So well, I'm not sure what to make of this. If I was in Italy and I was looking at this country, I would probably yeah. not be coming back. So most likely he's in Italy right now just working on getting his family over there because if you let me into Italy uh -huh. right now with the trash fire that is America, He's... the chances are I would not be coming back. So if he does come back next week, I'll be surprised. <laughs> okay. So you think he's out there working on contract negotiations for little Nairo mm -hmm. and little Heimar. Yeah. He's trying, uh, trying to figure to get out them... some way he has to stay there yeah. for work indefinitely, uh -huh. which only makes sense after watching I mean... the Giro for three weeks. Like who doesn't want to be there? Yeah. No, it's true. It's a, a, an amazing landscape uh, for bike racing and for probably lots of things. Mm -hmm. um, but little guy, you know, he's last week. He, um, you know, we tried to drop him off in the with the lead out train, and he wasn't here to close the deal. And this week, um, it's more like he got dropped going up the uh, going up the Stelvio. You know, like um, he just couldn't hang with the pace. He's just not here. Uh, we didn't totally expect him to be here, and he's not. Um, so, what are we gonna what are we gonna do this week? Well, I mean, there's so many great hosts and personalities on the Wide Angle Podcast Network. I mean, we've we've got to have somebody uh -huh. else we can reach out to. I mean, you'd hope. Yeah, you'd but, hope. But I mean, do you got anybody on speed dial? Should we just? Uh, Spin the wheel, the wheel of fate that I have over here. Yeah, spin the wheel of fate. Let me just let me just give it a spin. I'll see who it lands on. Uh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, we got we got Bodenheimer. We All got right. Bodenheimer from uh, Psychocross Radio. Do you think he's he's available? You want to give him a ring, little guy? I'll make the fake ring sound and we'll see if he's there. <laughs> ring a ring, ring a ring, ring a ring. Hello? Hey, hey, Michael, you got any time to do a podcast right now? This yeah. second? Little guy, I got all the time in the world for you. Is this uh, is this the Slow Ride Podcast? This is the Slow Ride Podcast. <laughs> yes. We are uh we are live on the air right now, so you are the big winner uh tonight. Oh, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready to bring the heat. Um we got big shoes to fill. 
And, uh, uh, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We have zero agenda and no direction. So we're hoping that you can help. Well, I've been, I've been waiting for this moment for at least 390 episodes. Um, really? so I, I'm, I'm always ready. Awesome. Um, and I just, you know, I'm a little bummed I'm not in the 400th episode cause that feels like quite an achievement. And, uh, but uh-huh. I'll take 391. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I think I, I mean, actually just, I'll be, I'll be lucky to be at the 400th <laughs> episode. So, you know, let's not count our chickens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We, I mean, we have so many big and very exacting concrete plans for that episode that you might be mm-hmm. on it. You don't know. I don't know if you guys saw this the other day. Um, I'm, but I'm pretty sure I saw this in the paper that they quit making iPods. Yes. Did you guys see that? Yes. That the I've heard of this. Apples have discontinued iPods. And I w- it got me thinking that when I first started listening to podcasts, um, for cycling podcasts, I should say, it, I think it was Mike Creed's show was the first one. Wow. And mm-hmm. then I don't know how in the world I stumbled upon the Slow Ride podcast. It was probably on Tumblr somewhere. Someone probably shared something on Tumblr. Yeah. It's back when Tumblr was Certainly. Big. Yeah. And I used to go to the Tumblr site, download the file, then plug in my iPod and then drag the show over. Mm-hmm. And it was an iPod mini. And then I would go on my ride. This is when I just first started riding my bike. And then mm-hmm. the. I would be listening, and I'd be like, I don't know these guys, but this is pretty funny. They're talking about floating boats down the, the Mississippi River. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to yeah. learn a lot from these guys. But the the audio <laughs> was so bad that, like, yeah, well, I would have to, like, yeah. reach into my jersey pocket and then, like, turn it up yeah. and for little guy. And then Tim would talk, and it'd be blaring no matter that they turn the volume down. I would, like, ride my bike with my iPod in one hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. to adjust the audio, but yeah, we had but some now, technical technical. <laughs> lear- we had a little technical learning curve in the beginning there. Yeah, in so Just many a little ways. bit. Uh, sorry about Just that. Just a little yeah. bit. Uh, I mean, I've been writing. I've been listening to you guys so long that I started on an iPod. That's pretty great. I just. I also that's impressive. I also been listening to your podcast so long. My beard had no gray hairs in it when I started. Yeah, folks, if you can see at home, it's it's mostly a gray beard at this point. It's mostly gray, yeah. I, I've been listening to your podcast yeah. for so long. I was Uh-oh. a cat four when I started. I'm only a cat uh-huh. three now, but uh-huh. I but also see where that I li- advice took you. See where that see what we taught you. I mean that is that is exactly. that is progress. Because everyone I, yeah, knows I feel- we're eight years old. <laughs> speaking speaking of age, little guy. I've been listening to your podcast for so long. I'm now a master's racer. Yes. Well. Oh my goodness. We've been doing it so long. We're now. Aren't I mean, we, we probably made fun of master's yeah. racers on like the first three episodes, and now <laughs> firmly we, we are we are we are in that. I've been uh, listening oh, to your rough. podcast for so long that I actually have a carbon bike now. I started on a steel bike, and now I have a carbon bike just to go along oh. with the master's yeah, upgrade. Masters well then, upgrade. yeah, you've got a lot of life left in you because you're going to make it full circle back around to steel at some point. So you've got that to look forward to. Yeah. All right, I've got one more for you. One okay. more, one more Roddy Dangerful. I've been listening to this podcast for so long. I went from 10-speed mechanical to 12-speed electronic. Oofa doofa, little guy hasn't even made it that far yet. I haven't made it that far. I don't think, I don't, well, we'll see. Never say never, I guess, but you know. Yeah. All that's to say that 
I've enjoyed your guys' show for a long time, and uh, thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, having- I don't, don't think us. Thanks thank the uh, the wheel of destiny that we spun over here um, that uh, landed you on on episode three ninety one. So, um, but yeah, I I apologize uh, for the sound quality of the first a uh, couple dozen episodes. I would say um, at least it didn't get better for a while, but it got slightly better because the secret is is that Tim basically forced us to do a podcast for the first however long. And uh, he, in order to do that, he did all the editing. Well, I would say you guys also had like, like call center headsets on for the first garbage. Yeah, garbage <laughs> microphones. Yes, so trash. Literally, that uh, we all know that Tim's loud. That microphone was was in his mouth, basically. You know, <laughs> and so yeah. there was no way to to modulate volume in any way. So, um, yeah. yeah, it 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 got better. We got better at editing. I took over the editing for a long time. Now the little guy's doing it. And, and it's a very professional setup. And uh, all Super of the uh, wonderful wide-angle podium support has helped us uh, grow this podcast into a wonderful broadcast-worthy, uh, you know, thing that it is today. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't drop I like my mic as much as I used to. I used to drop it at least once an it, episode. Absolutely. That was a thing. It was terrible. A lot of it probably got edited out, but little guy, do you have your own internet connection finally? Yeah, I got have my you... own internet. It's even uh, okay. It's fiber now. Yeah, they, Ooh. They, they finally they finally <laughs> brought fiber to my neighborhood. So uh, I've been listening to Slow Ride podcast so long that a <laughs> little guy has his own internet. And it's fiber, <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's true. Oh it's, boy, uh, we're leaps and bounds from where we used to be. Spotty internet connection. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, when we started the pod, I was recording with some call center type of headset from, that was $10 on Amazon or something, plugged into my iPhone, like straight up just recording Yeah, that way. It was bad. It was, I didn't have anything. I remember I would like be laying in, in bed because I w- had roommates and I had only a small room with no chair in it, only a bed. So I'd just have to lay there and talk about bike racing for a while. And, uh, yeah, it was yeah. It's much better now. I have a whole office in a green room I, and an empire and an office building. I, you know, yeah, the, we got, now we got the office building and the yacht. world headquarters. I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know what episode it is, unfortunately, offhand. But um, 2015... So it must be September because it's pre whenever Trek Cup was that year, and I was going to race at Trek Cup, and my frame was cracked, and I had to like swap all my parts over or something. So there was a night where I needed Sounds to right. do I needed to work on the bike so I could like work all week and then go to Trek Cup the next weekend. So I I did the like ten speed campy this. swap over conversion while doing the podcast, just holding my phone. As I'm like wrenching on the campy, I dropped the phone multiple times. I don't think I've ever gone back and listened to that episode. It's probably terrible. You can hear it. You can hear the campy wrench down in the background. How did how, you race? How did you race? Like, did your did your bike fall apart because you were no, you know, bike wrenching while on the phone? I don't remember how I did that year. I remember I finished on laps in 2014. I was super excited just to finish on laps you know, at, at, at that level. And in 2015, one of the races I remember I got 
my, somebody put their pedal into my front wheel on like the second corner oh, yeah. and I had to get a pit wheel and I don't know if any, anyone out there has ever gotten the SRAM pit wheels back back in the day at the at the like that was when the USGP still I think maybe I don't know there was like the SRAM guy that was at all those big races and he would have these yep. like SRAM pit wheels which was great and they always had the tires pumped to like a hundred psi, and you know it was like a cross tire. It was big enough, but they were rock solid, and it was like just, just do it at like thirty. It'll, it'll be fine. I mean, you couldn't move this thing, so it was great to get a wheel and be able to keep racing. But it was, yeah. it was, it felt like I was getting punched the whole race after that. Um, that's all I remember about twenty fifteen. <laughs> that race. Man. All right. Well, you know, uh, this is what. This is what people come to this show for, little guys. Stories yeah. about inside of bike racing in 2015 in the Midwest uh, <laughs> at small, at the time, smallish cyclocross races. It was a UC. Not, it was a C1 or a C2. Yeah, I, I distinctly remember, I remember seeing you, little guy, in a photo on, back then it was it was the Probably Is Not Probably website about oh, yeah. Trek Cup. I don't think it was the Radivist yet. I think so. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, I listened to that guy. On the podcast. Okay. Maybe that was the race. Yeah, that was a long time ago. When Yeah, I think that was when Kevin took... Kevin was out there taking pictures, I think. Yeah, yeah. they profiled your bike, yeah. Do they look at my bike? I got. I mean, I got my bike in Cross Magazine. I mean, this is just the Matt Bragg hour here. I got my bike in, in Cycle Cross Magazine one time profiled. So, yeah. Because uh, yeah. it was the best bike there. That's why, not because I thought it was the silliest bike to have there. Definitely best, not. Yeah, best is subjective, right? Best I mean, you can't account subjective. for taste. No. You can't account for taste. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was trying to you oh, know, yeah, gently direct yeah, us do it, do it. towards. Try it. Let's try. You know, I haven't had to do this a lot. You know, it's usually Tim who segues Sam over there. Um, but you know, people do come here sometimes, not always, but sometimes they don't want to listen to little guys uh, regaling uh, of 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 twenty fifteen. But uh, sometimes they want to hear about maybe the Giro or maybe Ride London or maybe some of these other current races that have happened mm. over the last, uh, I don't know, six, maybe seven days since the last episode dropped. It's a good time frame to work with. Just a, a thought. Really good time frame yeah. to work with. Well, uh, let's talk about the Giro because I don't know anything about Ride London. So, Okay. A little guy, who do you know who won the Giro? Uh, because I'm very curious. Yeah, I bet you want me to say it. Hindley won Go the ahead Giro. And say it. You were right. Yeah. Hindley came, he came with some good form this year. Carapaz got second. Landa, surprisingly, Landa. not falling down, getting third. Uh, that's your top he three. And then I think the rest of the top ten is where the surprises are. Nibali, fourth. I didn't think he had that in him. Uh, Bilbao, fifth. That makes sense. Jan yeah, Hurt. That's about right. Nobody saw that coming. Stage win and, and a sixth place overall is career-defining for him. That's awesome. Uh, Tim's boy, Emmanuel Bookman, back from wherever he has been for a couple years. Solid seventh place and, and doing some teamwork. Absolutely. That was pretty good. Uh, Posa Vivo, Vivo, eighth, which is amazing because he, he's my hero. And <laughs> Hugh Carthy <laughs> jumping up to ninth today with a surprising... Uh, surprising result considering he was poor in the first week, but he got in a lot of breakaways. And then Juan Pedro Lopez from Trek, who is kind of the young rider revelation of the race. 
That's your top 10. Wait, wait, who is in 11th though? <laughs> yeah, uh, our hero and your hero too, Alejandro Valverde in his last Giro, his second Giro of his last Giro, right. so he says, 11th place overall. So last week we had Rob Kelly on from the Criterium Nation and we graded him, little guy, on a scorecard. Um, I think we got to... Uh, we got to give Michael a point there for bringing up Valverde uh, yeah. when we weren't going to. That is a Tim. That is a Tim <laughs> point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if these are these points. If it's like golf where you don't want points, or uh, or if it's normal sports where you do want points, but uh, you've got one either way. I've been I've been listening to the podcast for so long. Handicappy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, that brings back memories. You know. We've fully transitioned to Michael Matthews at this point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm not on the bling train. I just, yeah. No, sorry. So, you. yeah, I'm. I'm on the Valverde or the Hincapi name drops. Um, uh-huh. But uh-huh. T- oh, little guy, did you watch the time trial today? I did actually watch a fair amount of the time trial today. I'm not really, really? sure why. I I guess because <laughs> you know. I, so Hinley lost it two years ago, right? in the time trial mm-hmm. at the end. Obviously, it was different circumstance. He had put a lot of time into Carapaz on the mountain on on yesterday and Saturday. So it seemed like a foregone conclusion, but it's those two have been so locked together this race, I couldn't couldn't fully avoid it. I was also excited to see, yeah, like uh, if Posavio was going to make it around and not lose too much time because I know time trial is never his thing. Uh, even before he's had the 100 surgeries he's had on like his arm and stuff yeah. in the last few years, and so I was really wanted to make sure. I don't know why make sure like my my presence there <laughs> on the internet right. on the other side of the world, he'll be like, I'll do it or something. But so yes, can yes. I keep an eye? You watch on it? Yeah. I, I I mean I I did no I didn't want to watch it, but then I watched it with the last part because you know like. This sort of this Giro, um, some people have said it hasn't been exciting. Um, I think mm. that I think that I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stories in a, in a Grand Tour, right? So like we've had a bunch of like breakaway wins, and there's yeah. a bit like the GC battle hasn't been super back and forth, but it you know it's also like you said, little guy, it's been really close. So I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, Carapaz like lost a lot of time yesterday. Like, does he completely blow up in the time trial? Yeah. And then Landa gets second. And then I watched, mm. I tuned in and I saw Carapaz was ripping and Landa was like going downhill very <laughs> uh, timidly. And I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's all locked up. Like nothing's going to happen. Um, but, you know, yeah. Vanderpool in third. Yeah. Two podiums in a time trial. Not bad. No, huge result. I think, I don't understand the people, I guess, that, that didn't like this race. I know you didn't, we didn't get the GC folks fighting for stages and for some reason that seemed to put some people off i enjoyed that the break made it so much i thought it was exciting that we had so many exciting breakaways i don't know what you guys think i mean i thought it was a a pretty decent uh, uh grand tour all things considered um but kind of kind of what michael was saying like there were a lot of stories intertwined like yeah, okay, if you're not excited about the GC battle or how it shook out or whatever, if it wasn't your cup of tea, there was a lot of stuff to be excited about during this Giro. Like, um, I mean, just 
simple things like uh, uh, Intermarche Wanti just doing who would have predicted two in the top 10 from that team, right? Like, yeah. And, and the stage wins that they had and whatever. Um, Multiple stage But wins, also yeah. uh, the maybe biggest GC battle that I've been maybe most invested in in quite some time was the DeGent GC battle uh, that was going on uh, across Twitter and on the roads. Thomas DeGent taking the win in 74th place over Ami DeGent in 105th place. Nice. Um, again, from Intermarche Wanti. Uh, unrelated. They are not related. They just have the same last name. Yeah. And uh, it just turned into a thing about which DeGent was going to do better that day. And uh, I thought I thought it was a thrill a minute. Um, so there were, there were great tweets from from uh, Ami DeGent saying he couldn't sleep because he's too worried about the the GC battle with Thomas and. That's just good stuff. You love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. So uh, Thomas beats Ame, um, but you know he's he's he was. I would say that um, Amy Degent, Ame Degent, was probably you know working a bit harder than Thomas because he got the, he got the two riders in the top ten. He had uh-huh. um, Gourmet, Biniam Gourmet, um, historic uh-huh. win, a lot of podiums. Uh-huh. Um, who who is who is Thomas DeGent working for? Did they, like, Thomas, was there anybody on their team? DeGent, Bruce Thomas Caleb. DeGent is working f- for Thomas DeGent. Yeah, and Thomas DeGent, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's well, that pretty, actually worked uh, pretty out, obvious. Though. That's the one thing that ever worked out for Lotto this year, basically, is that Thomas DeGent worked for Thomas DeGent, and it worked out. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise... Yeah, did they have exactly. a sprinter in the race? I forget. I don't they, know. Like, they said they mm, did, but I never saw him. <laughs> yeah. Um... Crashed no, himself think, out in the first stage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Intermarche Wanti has to have gotten the absolute biggest return on investment ever mm-hmm. in cycling, potentially out of this Grand Tour from from the the top tens, from the podiums, from the the wins, uh, from the press and all that, but then also from the social media, like just the hoopla around the whole thing, like. They were the stars of the show. They put some of these big money teams to absolute shame. And uh, kudos to them. Kudos to the social media folks. Everything about it. Uh, just superb from Intermarche Wanti. I am I am happy to be a proud owner of two Intermarche water <laughs> bottles <laughs> yes. that are on my bike currently. So, uh, you know, I can I proudly have- support. I have two bottles too. I uh, oh. yeah. I um, and they. I I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know where they're at. I meant to actually grab them and put them in my background for you guys, but uh, uh, I think they're in my beat on closet. You well, have a whole closet? Well, yeah. You don't. <laughs> you no, don't I, have, be- I have two Colfidus water bottles, and they're in sad shape already. That's about it. <laughs> They're as in bad shape as uh, Gillian Martin was at the uh, at the race as he yo-yoed off the front, off the back, off the front, off the back. Oh, Martin, Ouch. breaking my heart. Uh, I enjoy it at this point because you can hear almost the frustration in Sean Kelly's voice when it happens. He's like, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I feel like Sean Kelly at some point is going to just walk on down to the post race and like take him aside and be like, come on, man. 
I'm sick. I'm sick of talking about this. You got to stop doing this to me. Can I teach you how to race? Like it's it's bonkers. Still got 14th overall. So so, so obviously we got to talk about we got to talk about Vanderpool because because okay cross. Yeah. I a lot of controversy with the pizza, but besides that, I think this is a hugely successful Grand Tour for him. Not only because of the win. But like you were saying, uh-huh. podium today, Michael, got in the break uh-huh. a bunch, but also because uh-huh. he got in moves and helped teammates win. And I'm just continually impressed with how like gracious he is with like helping teammates. Like that team pulled out three wins, which you wouldn't have expected. The Vanderpool win makes sense, but the other wins are just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not no no shame on those guys. Like they're good riders, but like. That team is all has always seemed to be like they get Vanderpool and they like do some really good right. picking, and and they bring some guys in who, when they seem to be around Vanderpool, can pull some results. So that was going to be my my topic. Actually, was of course, I you know cyclocross radio. We do this all the time. We we do the head to head, constantly comparing, and you, you can't right. you can't talk about Vanderpool without talking about Wout. And so my sort of initial, and I, I feel like little guy, you're on the other side, that, that the Wout is a better Grand Tour rider than Vanderpool. He has more value. And, and, and my reasoning was the amount of wins he gets. Yes. The, the, the types of wins he gets at Tour de France last year. He won, a, he won a time trial, and then he won the sprint on the champ. He also won a mountain stage. But then mm-hmm. his domestique duties... Um, and I guess you're saying he, the Vanderpool did. I didn't watch a lot of the early parts of the Giro, and I know that Vanderpool was in the break a lot, so I missed that. Um, so if he helped his teammates, then you're okay. You got that point. But like, I distinctly saw Wow a lot, like being a mountain domestique and 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 pulling his GC riders. The only time I saw <laughs> Vanderpool was when he tried to lead out their sprinter Moresco, and then like dropped him, and then yeah, like flicked yeah. his elbow, and was like done. That didn't work out well. I'll give you that. That's true. No, you're right, but I think it's a diff- somewhat of a different position. Wout has more to work with, obviously. He's got GC riders to ride for. And that's true. Okay. Vanderpool, yeah. Vanderpool did get in the break on, um, was it stage 12 when uh, Eldano won? And, and Vanderpool, like, kind of set that group up in that he was like the sprinter in the group, basically. He made it so when Eldano, like, Vanderpool rode some pace. Aldonald attacked with some other guys, and everybody was kind of like, "Well, I'm not towing Vanderpool back up to him." Vanderpool was like, "Cool, let my boy go," you know. So, I see your point. I agree. Okay. Wout, Wout does have more Grand Tour, but I think in terms of a first Grand Tour and not having a GC rider, I don't know what Vanderpool would be like if he had a GC rider to work for. You know, I guess. I also say that uh, Vanderpool has worn the leader's jersey where Wout hasn't so oh, point yeah, for yeah. Vanderpool there because um, he wore it in the tour last year and then he wore it uh in the, mm-hmm. the you know the Giro this year so mm-hmm. yeah uh Vanderpool definitely winning the jersey game all around over Wout I think um <laughs> number of jerseys tough to beat that number of jerseys variety of jerseys you could say um you get the blue the navy Alpecian you got the uh kind of olive Alpecian, you've got the last year's throwback Alpecian, and then you've got the yellow, and then you've got the pink. So all Wout has is this jumbo and his um, 
his Belgian champ jumbo, which is is glorious. Yeah. The regular jumbo, not not high on my list, but uh, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Vanderpool a point there for sure. And did Vanderpool get he might have wore the blue jersey too, huh? Maybe? So he might have had another jersey? I think he might have had a briefly. No. Did he or did he have the 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 dark purple, the ciclamino or what? Oh, ciclamino, yeah. That's yeah, probably yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think he had the blue. All right. I it, like go. I'm so we're, as we're talking about this, I pulled up the, the, the stage winner results. And and uh. this is like a general problem of Grand Tours, I will admit, though I'd never want to admit that they're too long, obviously, with Tim and Spencer. <laughs> but Right. But when you look at this, like I remembered Vanderpool winning in the first day. I did not remember that Simon Yates won on the second day. And that sta- Yates won two stages. I did not remember that. And I know he fell out of the GC because of the knee injury, but the man still won two stages. And that is a, a huge result in any grand tour and it just flew out of my mind right but also that right. like cavendish one and that damar one like damar won three stages but he won a lot yeah <laughs> but like they th- those sprint stages feel like almost nothing to me they they don't equal as much as like right. remembering that uh mm-hmm. that like um uh kuhn bauman like won two stages and had the, had the blue jersey right like that feels like substantial maybe because he's a lesser known rider coming into this race or um the the Bahrain guy who won the stage, uh, Butrago, you know, like these like, people sh- that I didn't know popping up, like sticks in my mind somehow. And things like Dumar winning three stages is just like poof, out the window. Like Kevin just won a stage, whatever. Like maybe that's because it was just three weeks ago. I don't know. I think it's the because it's. The, I feel like it's the Giro, right? I feel like the sprinting in Grand Tours. That's the tour. That's where you. I don't know. I. I in my mind, if the Giro is like super climby and then the the Vuelta is crazy, but the 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 the, the Tour is always like because it has it always well it does always but lately it finishes with that sprint on the Champs Elysees, so it's like it is foregrounded with sprinting. Um, but yeah, yeah, Demar. I mean, you know, coming into this race, like you had you know you had a uh, Ewan Gaviria and who is the other oh. Gourmet. I mean, sort of big sprinters, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't pick Demar on my fantasy team, and he cleaned yeah. up. He did get. You're right. He did. Uh, he did surprise. Well, who did you have on your fantasy team? If you, uh, as you mentioned, said fantasy team, who did you think was going to be winning these sprints? Uh, I had, I had Gaviria, which I don't know why I picked him. He's had COVID <laughs> three times, like. <laughs> I, like the dude hasn't won since he was on um, Quick Step, yeah. but I also yeah. had Gourmet, which I thought was eight points, brilliant pickup. I mean, right. and, and, until he shot his eye out, you know, like what is this like a Christmas story? Here, here, th- I want to go back to your your podcast <laughs> last week. You guys were talking about like protocols around champagne and like or the winner's ceremony, what you do. He, I, have, I have a simple fix. Like this is like a YouTube okay. thumbnail. Like this one trick. Mm-hmm. Will okay. like save your life. Here it is, very simple. Okay. Don't point the bottle at your face. Yeah, but you got to look at it when you it, take the thing off. No, you, you don't. Do it sounds no, simple. you don't. It sounds. Have you ever opened champagne? You point it away. You look yeah. this way, and you shoot it out towards the the, the media. That's a, that's yeah, it. Shoot a reporter in the eye. That's fine. Yeah. Well, they're farther away. They're not as they close. Are pretty far. I think the real problem is it's just it's this young generation, these kids coming uh-huh. up. They've just bike uh-huh. raced and they're healthier. Like uh-huh. I think if we look back to '90s and earlier uh, podiums, I drink champagne every day. 
they, yeah, like it was uh it was more of a traditional uh, uh European uh sport. Uh-huh. They were probably drinking wine uh from a young age. Uh, <laughs> it was not a thing. Now these guys like some of these guys I'm I'm like, ah, they probably have never had a drink. Like which is fine, but it is kind of funny they get handed this giant bottle and they're like right. nineteen. Yeah. These nineteen year olds that have been like in this very specific sports track their whole life and you're like, Here, here's open this thing you've never seen before up close. You're telling me Vanderpool's never tied one on after one of his numerous world championships, little guy? No, probably. You know, wasn't there a thing like a week ago about him? He was like naming his Strava rides like pre-Giro, like about like the wines in the region he was training in or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. You're right. Either they, these are kids. They don't know. But just, just don't point yep. it at your face. Here, here's a question off that. What kind of wine do you pair with the pineapple pizza? Oh, with a uh, pizza with pineapple on it? Yeah, I mean, what, what, kind of wine? What, do you, what do you think Vanderpool's uh, pair, you know, what, what's, the, what's the wine pairing with that? I uh, don't have the answer, but maybe you're uh, a smarter man than I. Uh, well, probably a rosé. Okay. I'll really write my this guess. down, because I'm going to order a pineapple pizza tomorrow night. So. Right. Well, yeah, do you guys want to talk about this? Do we want to talk about, yeah. like, okay, you know, we're talking about comparing Wout and Vanderpool in the Grand Tour. Obviously, oh, we got to give a lot geez. of points Okay. The Vanderpool for the for the pineapple on the pizza, like just going for it, like so just absolutely. I think you give life. him points. You give him points for that living his best life, but you also, I think, get some bonus points for trolling the entire country of Italy at the same time. I just wanted it's, to make sure you guys. Oh, it's yeah. a masterclass. Michael's oh. got pineapple and, oh, and pizzas on on your shirt right now. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. Oh my gosh, they're, they're incredible. They're in love. Love is love. It says that's beautiful. <laughs> well done. I, I, yeah, I, I totally agree, Spencer. I think the the way Vanderpool is a media machine in that he can turn eating a pizza into many people bringing pineapples to the climbs for the next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a fun! Uh, I can't believe people didn't like this grand tour. I would, no, it has okay. so much good, so much positive. Tim usually makes us rate the tour uh, <laughs> after they happen on a scale of one to ten. Um, I usually give most of them like a six and a half or seven because I'm pretty checked out on Grand Tours at this point. Um, I'm all in for my one days. Um, but this one, I'm going to give it a solid eight and a half. And I'm curious what you guys will give it. Um Little guy, you'll get an official score, and, and Michael will give the stand-in score for Tim. And uh, it'll just be official, whatever you decide uh, Tim's score is going to be. I will give it... I kind of want a Carapaz to win, and I and I really want a Post of Vivo to win, so it only gets a 9.5. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. I've never Wowzers. rated a Grand Tour before, so I don't have, like a, I don't have a baseline to go on. Um, but oh, well, I, Easy baseline. Let's... 1989 Tour is 400 out of 10 and the 2000 2003 tour is like 11 out of 10 and then everything below <laughs> that is you know i don't know okay yeah there's that, a that pretty significant algorithm that we use to to calculate this it would take a little bit too long to explain it on air but um it just sort of maybe go with your gut instinct might be the best way okay yeah well uh, yeah so um Enjoyed it. Love having a grand tour. I love waking up every day watching a bike race. Um, I'm admittedly more of a tour guy 
that might be not cool to say, but I like the tour out of all the Grand Tours the best. Um, I'm giving this a 7.75 out of 10. 7.75. Interesting. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Okay. All right. And that's not because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be down on it because my, because Carapaz didn't win. Because I don't, I don't base my rating that way that my favorite writer didn't win. So I just want to make that. Yeah. I noticed he's here selected on your team as well. Um. <laughs> Top scoring writer in the league. Can't go wrong, Carapaz. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. Not so bad. Um a lot of uh a lot of Homer picks here. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um you got Vanderpool, uh you got Carapaz, you got Dumoulin. Um Yeah, but you gotta pick yeah, those. Kinda, you gotta pick you're those. You're a bit of an open book here. Open book. <laughs> I could have picked this team for you. Would you have picked Chicone? Probably not. No. Yeah, Julio, my boy. It's a good pick. You, you got to pick. pick like he's he's like feels like one of the most Italian riders in a way. Right. You gotta like like you gotta you if you for you know each tour you know Tour de France you gotta pick a French rider you know it's probably gonna be, I mean I'll pick Lillian Calmejean favorite rider uh, in the peloton best name ever. Really, um, you know, hams it up when he's like not making the move. Just. <laughs> Yeah, where is, I don't know where he's actually been lately. I feel like I haven't seen him. Um, I don't know if he races he bikes anymore. Was he? I think he was. <laughs> well, my favorite rider. I don't even know where he's at. Okay. Oh boy, this is <laughs> this is certainly going to end well. I don't know. Was he yeah, he did the yeah he, yeah he did the zero because he wow. was the one on the stage to Etna. He almost made the move at one point. I think it was a stage to Edna. I could be wrong about that. But he almost made, like, he yeah. almost caught the break. And he was just, like, flopping. And then he would get out of the saddle and he'd sprint. And then he'd flop on the bike. And it was so dramatic. And it was it was just, like, just either catch the break or don't catch the break. I don't What are you doing? <laughs> My Midwest sensibilities. Uh. Don't show those emotions in public. <laughs> He's French. Yeah, no, yeah, he was in the break. He was in the break, 140K. All right, okay. I want to quickly mention the Ride London, the women's world tour race that went on. Uh, Lorena Weebs uh, taking the win there over Elisa Balsamo, the world champion, and uh, Emma Nosgaard in third. A lot of Kopecky in fourth. Uh, a lot of good racing over there. Some great stages. I usually uh enjoy that race quite a bit i did not watch any of it with the Giro going on um was quite distracted but uh, i'm gonna go back and check out all the highlights from that because it's it's just uh one of the big ones for the women's side so definitely worth checking out um and uh the other thing we need to do guys is we need to check in uh with our european correspondent michael matthews and see what's going on. See if he knows the location of the Super Rookie Team. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, here we are in the Preem Lab, and as always, uh, we'd like to thank all the supporters uh, and members and donors at the Wide Angle Podium Network, uh, helping keep this show and others like Criterium Nation, like Cyclocross Radio um, afloat, uh, and helping us greatly improve our sound quality over the years. 
Um, you only need to go back a few hundred episodes to to see the change uh, in real time. Um, but uh, that is a great way to uh, support the shows that you like. Uh, it's easy to do. Head over to widenagopodium.com, click on the donate button, and choose a level that works for you. Uh, and uh, support the shows that you listen to. You can choose whichever ones you like. Uh, or all of them. That's fine, too. Um, and as well, another great way to support this wonderful network that uh, 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 we're all part of is to subscribe over at the YouTube channel to grab all the videos that are coming out. Um, little guy was on a tear last year making videos. Haven't seen any this year, little guy. Um, lot, don't know the creative juices are just not flowing right now or what, but, uh, I, uh, I have notifications turned on, so I, um, I will get an alert on my phone when, when that one does drop. But lately I've just been getting alerts about, uh, hot lap summer, um, which is my new favorite series on, on YouTube. So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard about that. I've heard of that. It's a, Michael, you heard anything about it? You have anything to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I've I heard there's a little elf editing away um, in in between his day jobs, um, trying to get episode three out. Uh, I okay. had an hour long rough cut of episode three, and then I left to cover some races, and then I had a brilliant idea of how to like really condense episode three. So. Uh, I want folks to know that I'm still I'm still editing them, and there are more coming, <laughs> and hopefully soon. And uh, thanks for all the folks who've watched and liked and commented. Uh, it means a lot to me, and uh, more to come. So thanks, thanks yeah. for subscribing and and supporting the show. No, they've been they've been fantastic. Um, if you guys haven't checked those out, wideanglepodium.com/slash/youtube, youtube.com/slash/wideanglepodium. Either way. You'll get there. Uh, find the Hot Lap Summer episodes. They're super good. Michael's been putting in a ton of work on those, and uh, I think it shows. Um, I think uh, I think they're really compelling um, video. It's it's the kind of stuff that I always wished was available when like back in the day. I guess I don't know. And now now the future is here. And um, yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. If you have seen it and you love it. Um, kick some support to, over to the wide angle podium network, uh, you know, and the, and the work that, uh, we're all doing over here to bring you this kind of content. I guess with that, we don't have any other, uh, advertisements this week, so we can leave you guys alone and get back to the show. Hi, this is Dan from Nam. Namibia, not Vietnam, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, we're back, and we've wait, got wait, wait, hey Tim. I mean, sorry, Tim, uh, little guy. I mean, I'm Tim. You're little you're guy. Tim. What's up? You're doing a good Tim right now. Yeah. 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 So speaking of Tim, I was just thinking in that pre lap, um, Michael Matthews has given us the great breakdown of, of the race he was at. Tim's over there. I saw on the social mm-hmm. media, not not the Instagram, but I saw on the Twitter uh, that Tim is there at the Giro, yeah, uh-huh. doing 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 bike racing stuff. I I want to know. I'm sure he's thinking about you guys a lot. I'm sure you guys are chatting. You guys are buddies. Um, what do you think he's bought for you guys? Like, what is he bringing home from the Giro oh, for both uh, of y'all? I love this question. 
Because he's certainly not bought anything yet, but now he's forced to. Now he's forced to. <laughs> I am assuming if he bought us anything, it's drone hopper hats. <laughs> drone hopper, huh? Cascades, you know? Okay. Um, I think that's a pretty likely one. Or like one of the smaller, like Bardini, one of the smaller Italian teams, you know? Mm-hmm. That's something mm-hmm. I see. I see a likely, a high likelihood of that occurring. But otherwise, I don't know. It's a good question, but I'm looking forward to what he has to get me now. I'm hoping that he got me a pineapple from Italy <laughs> uh, that he was holding on the side of the road uh, towards the end of the race here that he can hand deliver. Um, that would be great. I would cherish that. Do you think? Do you uh, think is Tim the type of guy who would chase down a beat on that's been thrown in the green zone? Would he go and one hundred percent, one hundred? Oh yes, yeah. he could would, collect more than anyone <laughs> in the world. He, he would push like, a kid out of the way. Yeah. He would. He would. Yeah. If you if you set Tim out with the goal of collecting one from every team, he, you know, no problem. I mean, Five minutes, yeah. he'd have them all. He'd go talk a rider out of one if he had to. This is the guy who talked Chris Horner into autographing his jersey while Chris Horner was in a race. Oh, my God. <laughs> like he had to stop and sign the jersey and then get back on his bike and continue the bike race. That's yeah, amazing. Tim will do whatever it takes to get the job done. Well, can you, can you guys tell him to get a bottle? Oh, I guess it's over. Well, shoot. What are we going to do? Maybe there's probably... Okay, there's probably some dumpsters in Verona that he can dive and get all the bottles, right? Because they just throw them away mm-hmm. after one race. So, Tim, get another suitcase. You bring another check bag back to the States. We all want bottles from each team. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I, I would... Well, there are many things that I'd want from the Giro to tell you. I'm trying to think if there's something specifically that Tim would get me that I'm not thinking of. Um, he would probably get me a photo of himself with someone or something that I like. Yeah. Um, that would be his gift. Probably delivered as like a, a, a nice glossy, you know, eight by 10 framed. Um, so that I couldn't just like stuff it in a drawer somewhere. It would have to be something Tim centric somehow. So you have to hang it up on the wall. Oh yeah. Him and Valverde. Yeah. Oof. Valverde's last tour, man. If Tim gets to meet Valverde, gets a photo with the Valverde, that's going to be his Christmas card to everyone. Like everyone's (laughs) going to get that photo. Not just me. Um, that's going to be his profile pictures across all social medias. Uh, we're never going to hear the end of that. Yeah, that's true. That will, yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll be forever. He'll Photoshop that into the Christmas cards with the rest of the family. Yeah. Until <laughs> the end of the time. Um, but uh, I, I appreciate the question. I appreciate the cutting off of little guy. I'm going to award you a couple more bonus Tim points uh, for that on the guest host scorecard. Uh, so little guy, make a note of that. Yeah, and I see oh, Tim's, Tim's shirt with minus one. <laughs> Actually, point. yeah, take them right back off. Yeah, take take yeah. the points right. Oh, back I was off. getting hot. It was getting hot in here. I, I had to take off the. Uh... If I was Tim, that, what I that, would say that's... now when I come back from the Giro is I would say I got you guys the EF compostable water bottles, but uh-huh. you know, it just sort of disappeared on the way back across the. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry about that, guys. A little pile of dirt in my suitcase when I got home. Hugh Carthy's towel. 
one of the podium champagne bottles. Um, it's one of the corks. See if one. see which one of us would put our eye out. You know. Yeah. Just get one of those corks. Those corks are gonna be worth big bucks. Those yeah, that. I like sure. that. That that yeah. that's that's a piece of history right there. The cork that knocked Gourmet out of the out of the Giro. Yeah, on eBay any day now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we we got we got to do a couple of emails here because one of these emails has to lead to a silly game. It just has okay. to. I don't know why. It just might. Anyway, first email uh, is from Leif. It says Slow Ride branded arm warmers. Hello, Slow Ride. I am enjoying the conversation around SRP merch as the 400th episode approaches. And as much as I like the jersey conversation, when I look at my cycling wardrobe between team kit, club kit, old kit, I wonder how I'd fit slash justify another mm. short sleeve jersey. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps the SRP should think about something that won't be bought or worn by plebs. Items that true cyclists appreciate. Hyper-specific cycling clothing. I, for one, could use some knitted over socks and a vest with rear pockets for windy late spring mornings and would happily purchase SRP badged versions. As I know uh-huh. you love an inter-host competition, rather than competing on sales of shirts with graphics someone else drew for you, oh, it's a little boom Ouch. shot, yeah. uh, you, could compete, <laughs> you could compete based on dis- designated item, which sells out first, Matt's rail-slash-gravel anti-dust kerchief, or Spencer's neoprene SRP branded high vis toe warmers. Absolutely. Although Tim is my favorite host. Oh man, I can't believe I read this one. This is terrible. <laughs> I should have pre-read this all the way to the bottom. As he wow. has honored me in my in way in in way only bestowed on select other uh, rides of the highest caliber by putting in the effort to pronounce my name correctly, I will not be purchasing or wearing knee warmers under any circumstance. And see, yeah. now I can't remember because he did not put the pronunciation you, on here. If I got, got it, it right wrong. or wrong. You, did I get it wrong? You got okay. it wrong. You got it wrong. See, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's we life. went through so much effort. <laughs> like, okay, so we went through so much effort the last few times you wrote. I'm so sorry. I We talked about it back and forth so much that I, I panicked yeah. and I couldn't remember how to do it. So. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, uh, we, we also have a, a good friend of the pod uh, named Leif that always uh, – you default to the pronunciation. Um, Ugh, I'm the worst. This, this, it's hard doing Tim's job because I'm not good at pronouncing people's names either. But I like to make fun of him. Like, like I know. <laughs> oh yeah, it's much easier to sit over here and tell him he nailed it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like this. I like this idea though. I think. I think maybe we should explore the each getting some different accessory and seeing who who sells most. Yeah. Um, but maybe it. not cycling cap, like maybe not the obvious one that's going to sell the most, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it's cycling caps against against, well, yeah, against something that's toe not warmers, common. yeah. You should, you should do knee warmers and leg warmers, and then that will be... Yes. Oh, my that God. That will finally decide, you know, what is, is, is the one, what's better. Yeah. Somebody it's gets true. knee warmers, somebody gets leg warmers, and somebody gets full tights. <laughs> That could be That's wild. tough because the price differential. <laughs> right. <laughs> be no, like, they're, I all, really like, they're all the same really price. Like the full, all the small, <laughs> then we know what everyone's going to buy. They're like, these aren't my favorite, but I mean, it was like $30 for a full pair of bib tights. I mean, those SRP yeah. guys are morons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then, I mean, then we're just doing a service slash putting other companies out of business. So. Oh, oh, man, I love it though. I'll buy the knee warmers. You'll buy the knee warmers. Yeah, but you you live you live. 
on New Orleans, right? I mean, do you, what do you need them two times a year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I have a pair of Endura shoe covers, and I wear them a lot in the winter. Yeah. So I would rock. I would rock soft. some. Huh? Just soft. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you know what I'll say. It's might not get as cold as where you guys live, but it's a human cold. And so, you yeah. know what? It it chills deep. you to the bone. Yeah. I understand that. It's a it's a different cold. Dude. I'm I'm much happier when the humid cold goes away here and it's just kind of the bitey cold cuz it is easier yeah. to it's easier to 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 dress for, for sure. I'll give it that. You're still soft it's, though. This yeah. next uh email is called Pair of Tandems. It's from and I'm going to mess this name up. Jesper Solstead from okay. Stockholm. He says, guys, just want to say you did a great job in the absence of Tim. Obviously, we all miss him and look forward to his return, but I doubt there would have been so much room for tandems and rail bikes in the show with Tim in the studio. Certainly <laughs> anyway. not. Yeah. <laughs> Being from Sweden, I feel the need to add an interesting dynamic duo to the unrelated or non-related tandems teams. MVDP and two-time Olympic speed skating gold medal winner Nils Vanderpool. And while I'm at it, uh. why not replace favorite ex-pro rider Magnus with daughter number two, Eleanor? <laughs> they would be more that, or less unstoppable among women and probably in the yeah. men's peloton too. That's Those good. are two great suggestions. Yeah. Those I can't believe good. we didn't come up with the, the Vanderpool-Vanderpool uh, tandem. Yeah. That would have been I very good. forgot about that. That is a good one. That's a good one. They've definitely got the leg power for it. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. Do you... So, this just makes me realize that, you know, I know you guys, uh, Spencer and Tim, you guys are going to ride the tandem at Unbound. Um, uh-huh. I don't... I think that's maybe not happening. or It's happening coming up this week, so I don't know if you guys are still doing that. Um, yeah. But I did see there was another <laughs> dynamic duo going to Unbound um, this year, and I could see them being pretty formidable in the tandem category. Uh, that is really? Daniel Daniel Oss and Peter Sagan. Interesting. They would be good. Yeah, they could be yeah. quite good. Are they, that, Who, that would be great if they were riding the tandem. Now I know they're probably going to ride solo and like try to get a result, but if they actually just showed up into the tandem category and just. <laughs> Joke I mean, around. they'd win, but like, who? There's a dynamic there, because you expect us to be leading out Sagan, but would he actually be the captain, Stoker. or would he have to be the Stoker? Gotta be. The yeah, Stoker, how does that work? I yeah, I, I, I imagine Sagan would want to be in the front because of the photographers. Like, he's got to be front and center. That's just kind of seems like his jam. And he's the right. bike handler, right? Like, I mean, if yeah, you are the handler. better bike handler, you got to be in the front. Yeah. Okay. And but, hey, but you'd have Daniel Oss's hair in your face too if you were in the right. If you were in the back, like that, those flowy locks, like <laughs> yeah. right in your face, you know. You know. And I mean, so it, is is Oss is a musician, right? Like, is he? Yeah. Bass player. He's a he's a bass player, so so of course be. he's in the back, right? Like yeah, totally in the back, Sagan's yeah. the lead singer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. We worked that out That's for them. That's fair. You imagine you you like say you train a lot. You show up to the tandem category. You're like we we could win this. We could win this. And then a like uh-huh. a week before you see that Sagan's coming. You're like, well, that's cool. And then you roll up day of, and he rolls up on a tandem with Daniel Austin. You're like, come on, it's specialized. Not happen, no, 
it's their new cool. tandem e-bike and you're just like come on <laughs> come, come on you're like just you're like a cat too out of you know iowa just ripping the cornfield the windswept gravel roads mm-hmm. training so hard and then yeah sagan and and Oz. yeah oh that is a dream duo dream tandem duo we'll have to see if we can make that happen somehow we'll just throw down the gauntlet maybe me and tim will have to get back on the tandem who knows <laughs> well you guys probably with the sagan press release probably guys missed my press release that i'm not going to go to unbound even though i'm registered because um it's too far and I haven't trained and I don't want to. So I'm not going. <laughs> that's that's hardly an excuse. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, was, I went all the way to Schwabagen and I hadn't trained and it was very far. 200 miles and you dropped out Spencer and then it was like, cool, I'll see Tim there. And now Tim's not going and it was like, why am I? I'm not want to drive halfway across the country to just to get my butt kicked and not run into my buddies. So yeah. I'm not going. I don't, I don't blame you, little guy. 200 is too much. 200 is too much. It broke Tim. I'm still impressed that he is not riding his bike after that 200-mile ride he did. Yeah, that's true. I You know, I He's followed back, him on Strava, he? and he was kicking butt, and I was very impressed. And then, yeah, no more bikes. No more riding for him. him. Yeah, Cracked his hole. Yeah, it just ended ended him. So maybe 200 miles. Not, not for everyone. And that's okay. Do you okay. guys think it was the mileage, or do you think... You think Sarah said, you're spending way too much time on that stupid bike. <laughs> that's what yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's both of that. It's, it's, yeah. I think it was the mileage. I think it was the mileage. Well, right. 200 is too much for Daniel Oss and Peter Sagan. They're only doing the 100, so just... Really? Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> wow, that's just... That's another That's another check mark in the Sagan's never winning anything ever again. In yeah. Notebook like I carry around though. here with me. Never happened. Oh. Uh, I got two, two more emails. Uh, one's really quick, which is that, uh, friend of the show, Todd Grassman from Omaha, uh, sent an email earlier this week that he was actually coming up to Minneapolis to pick up a washing okay. machine with his coworker. <laughs> he sent me this very, uh, very last minute and he said, Hey, uh, what are you doing little guy? I was at work, but he stopped by my work and it was very nice. I got to meet him and he was wearing the correct shirt <laughs> that you purchase. From Perfect. the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah. No, not that one, Michael. He's wearing the different one. Uh, but it was really nice to uh, finally meet him um, and, and hang out for a couple of minutes. And I learned a bunch about uh, the uh, coin-operated washer business from his uh, buddy who was oh. buying the washer. Uh, and uh, I'll take I'll tell you guys that in the green room. And we don't have time for that. Perfect. Yeah, but I love anyway, it. we got one more episode uh, that might lead to something. Episode 390. Two hosts or three? Question mark. Da-da-da-da-da. So okay. Aaron. All right. Hey, Matt, Spencer, and Rob, or possibly not. I've not, got to admit, yeah. f- for the first 10 minutes of episode 390, I really thought you were doing some kind of bit where Spencer was doing an impression of Rob for laughs as a stand in <laughs> for the missing Tim. And after listening to more, I'm still not 100% sure since I've never heard dialogue overlapping between Spencer and Rob. Is this good editing, Matt? So, was Rob actually on episode 390? Does Rob actually exist? Please help. Aaron. Interesting. Okay. We got a bunch of of Twitter comments, too, to this effect this week. Okay. People not believing Rob was real (laughs) and that he was just a voice Spencer was doing. And so I was was there the whole time. I don't think their voices sound that much alike. 
And then I, you know, wrist on the episode. But also, I can see Rob's face when he's talking, so I know he's a human. <laughs> he's really sure. Real. Yeah. My, Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. So hopefully, this works on my end with with my my techno stuff right now. I've got a little game queued up called Spencer or Rob. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, you guys ready to play Spencer or Rob? It's just like Goose or Bike, the game that all of America loves. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. you listen to a sound, and you'll have to decide. Uh, which one in each round is Spencer okay. All right. or Rob? Okay. So I, yeah, okay. we're listening to both, and then no, I'll pl- well, yeah, I'll play you one. I'll give you a second, and then I'll play you the second one, and you guys can decide which one's Spencer and which one's Rob. Okay. Okay. Fair. It's really scientific right. game. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. Here's the here's the first one. Just a young, sprightly young thirty-four. <laughs> Did you guys get that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. You got that. All right. Here's, here's All the right. other one. Here's the other one. The first round. Famous Adam Meyerson dad cast. Okay. Wh- okay. Which one of those do you think was Spencer? Which one was Rob? Can you tell <laughs> I'm the difference? Have to let Michael go first on this one. <laughs> I mean, the first one was a goose. I mean, Spencer. And okay. The second well, one was good, Rob. Good job, Michael. Okay, I'll write that down. What you got, with Spencer? What do you think? Which one was you? Maybe which uh, one was Rob? Can you tell the difference at this point? Uh, this was this was tricky, but I figured out what you did here. This was actually a curveball. They're both Spencer. Oh, incorrect. The first one was <laughs> a guy named Spencer. The second one was Rob. But uh, close. You're still in the game. Michael's only got okay. you by one right. now. <laughs> okay. All right. All uh, right. Next round here. Let's see what we got here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pounds per square inch of... You guys got that? Okay. You need it again, or yeah. did you hear it? Okay. And here's the second. There's a second sound in this round here. Especially if you start getting into the uh, the magnum and the double magnum and. Okay. Which one of those, Michael? Which one do you think you want to go first again? <laughs> oh, I, can't I can't handle this. I can't handle this. There's a lot of pressure. Think, which one do you think is Rob? Which one was Spencer there? Well, they're the pounds per square inch. I mean, I remember saying that. So. Okay. Spencer's, that's what Spencer thinks, Rob. No, I, I, I'm just trying you, to influence his uh, You think that's you or? Okay, yeah. I'm not officially answering this yet. Okay, Michael, do you want to hear him again? Or you yeah, let's hear him again, yeah. Okay, this, here's the this. first one. Pounds per square inch. Of- okay, and then here's here's your second sound. Especially if you start getting into the uh, the magnum and the double magnum. Uh, and- well, that that's that's bike, that's Rob, and then that's that's Goose, that's Spencer. Okay, very good. Wow, you're good at this. You can tell them apart. It's like you've talked to both of them. <laughs> All right, just... last round. Spencer, you're not doing so well. Um, hey, no, but I got I, that You know, it's hard, to hear your, it's hard to hear your own voice, you know? I mean, I know uh-huh. I sound different to myself right now, you know, than I will later on on the recording. So, um, sure. Right, fi- final round here. We got, we got one here. Big cat <laughs> talk, yeah. Okay, you guys get that? Yeah. Sound good? Okay. And then here's the other one. <laughs> okay okay which one do you think spencer and which one's rob do you guys need him again or you you got him you got him let me get uh, let me get that second one one more time okay here's the second one okay that's rob yeah, that's i was the first rob. one i was the first okay. one and the second one's rob good, jo- good job spencer you're getting better at this <laughs> Yes. All right, there, that's that's Spencer or Rob. That's the game. <laughs> Back in the game. All right. <laughs> oh my God, I'm cr- wow. That's 
<laughs> who who wrote that email? Uh, that one was from Aaron, but we got a couple. We got a couple Twitter messages too. That one was from Aaron Lal L A E L. I'm sorry that I pronounced it wrong. I I got um, we got some yeah text Twitter messages too. Just thank you, Aaron, for thinking of the most ridiculous thing that I've ever been a part of. Um, <laughs> trying to decide. I mean, this is this is a, this is a next this is like next level above Gooser Bike. Um, yeah, I just no, I true. I can't believe I did that, and uh, I, I, I I do see the similarities, um, but Spencer's voice is a little lower. Yeah, I I can see. Yeah, I can see maybe if you if you don't you can't see them both, and it's like the first time maybe you're hearing Rob's voice, and it's mixed with Spencer's. It could happen, but I sound different to me. But enough people brought it up. I'm really tempted uh, to do a Rob impression, but I don't want to. Yeah. Be disparaging. No, don't. <laughs> well, don't be disparaging. And two, you don't you don't want to. I mean, you know how these sickos are on the internet. The conspiracy oh theories. God. You know, people this is are going to just start this buying my, into this. Turns out, I've been doing Criterium Nation the whole time. <laughs> I am life. Criterium. Live one corner at a time. Michael's trying. <laughs> that was so. I. This, you know what's funny about this is the first I was playing this low ride podcast uh, coming back from a bike race. This is you know probably. 2016 or whatever and someone's like is that you i'm like what no and and they thought the little guy and i sounded oh. similar all right so maybe we'll get that. more emails maybe we'll have a different maybe. game next week we'll see <laughs> okay <laughs> play the game on myself yeah. well, i have to say that uh credit for the idea of doing the game goes to to caitlin because i was telling her i was like after we got like the third t- Twitter message and we got the email. I was like, all these people think Rob and Spencer are the same person. <laughs> it's crazy. And she was like, you should do 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 like the Gooser bike with it. So she was the one who was who, who made the connection for me to uh, a big brain. Yeah. Okay. Well done, Caitlin. Well done. Galaxy brain in that. So there you go. I think that's the show, guys. I don't think we can do any more. No, probably not. Um, yeah, definitely on that. Uh, I don't know. Cinematic bombshell. Um, we will, uh, we will sign off for this week. Um, I want to thank everybody that did write in, uh, emails. We try and get through as many as we can, if not all of them. Um, you can email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us your Twitter messages, um, on Twitter at the slow ride pod. We're also allegedly on Instagram at the slow ride pod. I don't know if you can actually find it right now because the little guy borked our whole social media um, domination program um, by telling them we were eight years old, which is the correct age of the podcast, but not the correct age of the people behind the Instagram account. We also get, I should say, we get a lot of people making fun of me (laughs) on Twitter. Uh, We had a couple people send us uh, screenshots of Instagram asking them their age. And uh, this week and, and, and previous weeks, too, we've got an email. We got them all. Well, now, so now I appreciate they that, all everyone. Know. Keep them coming. Keep them yeah. coming. I can take it. I love it. All right. Um, we want to thank uh, 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 BK1, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, for the intro and outro music. He graciously lets us use every week, week in and week out, for, I don't know, f- nearly 400 episodes, uh, 300 and something for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess with that, um, we, we can have Michael stand in as the Tim to, uh, to do the outro.
Uh, well, I just want to say this is Michael Bodie Bodeheimer in hot, hot, hot New Orleans, Louisiana. Go watch Hot Lap Summer. It's been a dream, folks. Uh, you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> uh, this is Matt in Minneapolis up on the other end of the great big Mississippi. Uh, it's warm, but it's not as hot as where you are. And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts for reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. All right. Use your bike. All right. Boost your bike. All right. Goose your bike. Wow. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.